Nowadays, some people are constantly searching to find their identity. But the places they're looking are like wolves in sheep's clothing. These places look innocent enough, but in reality, they deceive instead of informing people of the truth about who they really are. So where should they look? Let's find out. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, where we share the gospel of Jesus Christ through the art form of audio drama. Yes. And that includes sound effects. I'm Timothy Gregory bringing to you a fictional story, but a story packed with truth. Today, we'll hear about a pastor who learned that even the most innocent-looking fad can lead people astray from the truth. All of this on today's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. Also, you want to stick around because later we're going to give the rest of you an opportunity to enter yet another sweepstakes drawing for a prize. Now, it's not a cash prize, but it is a prize, and I think it's a prize that you are really going to like if we draw your name. But first, let's get to it, folks. The story of The Question. Dan, I'll never go back to a committee meeting at that church again. Never again. Now, Emily. No, Dan, you were only trying to warn them. I just can't believe it. So close-minded. They wouldn't even listen. Unbelievable. Emily, stop, honey. I know it's upsetting, but we need to look at why, deep down, that meeting turned into such an argument. I don't care why. They should listen to you. You're their pastor. But I'm the new pastor. They haven't learned to trust me yet. True, but shouldn't they at least listen to you? That committee was disrespectful. Look, honey, you're angry because you're my wife, but there's more to this situation than just their disrespect. There is? Oh, yeah, yeah, much more. I'm afraid our new church may be in a lot of trouble, and, and they don't even realize it. Because of a book? Dan... Lots of churches are using this book for study groups. Then those churches haven't done their research. Maybe not, but it's trendy and popular. And I bet it draws a crowd. Exactly. That committee may have chosen the world over biblical truth. So that's why you threatened to cancel their book order. I had to do something. It's really that bad? Well, it is, Emily. It deceives the reader into trusting things that are contrary to Scripture. I guess that explains their anger being called out like that. And I won't stop calling them out, starting with the church board and Ms. Hannah. Which one is she again? She helped choose the book. Oh, yes. <laughs> the super opinionated one. Better watch out for her. Emily, I'm positive there's a wolf out there, a very dangerous wolf, disguised as, as something harmless, trying to devastate the church with wrong teachings. Someone has to warn them. Oh, my... Well, as long as you understand what this could cost you, your job, your pastorate here. And if I don't face this and speak out, what will that cost me? When Pastor Dan was hired at a new church, he and his wife Emily didn't know they were entering a spiritual battleground because of a popular and dangerous New Age teaching it was quietly making its way into the church. Would he risk putting his new job on the line to speak out? This important story, based on factual situations,
continues right now on Unshackled. Emily and I arrived at our new church with enthusiasm. It was a Bible-believing congregation, so I didn't expect to encounter something that would cause trouble right off the bat. But when I realized that the committee for our new book study had chosen a book promoting the New Age concept of the Enneagram, I was alarmed. And that's when the trouble began. Pastor's wives are used to new church assignments, but I didn't expect my husband to start an uproar over a book study. I had no idea what an Enneagram personality study was, but I knew the fallout from it could cause a church split. I wondered if Dan might have overreacted. After all, this study was from a Christian publisher, so it couldn't be that dangerous. Could it? There's no need to decide I need you to stand up for this. The sooner we get started, the sooner we can get to the cake and coffee the ladies brought, all right? Earl, uh, as committee chairperson, would you begin? Okay, folks. Uh, we're here because Pastor Dan wants us to make a decision on this book. It's called The Psychology of Enneagrams, Divine Insight into Personality. Which we all agreed to already. I say let's vote and be done with it. Now, Ms. Hannah, first, Pastor Dan has some concerns. Concerns? Huh. Well, I'm concerned about why he said he'd cancel our book order. Oh, yeah, no, no, that's, that's, that's perfectly clear. We'll get to why? that, Miss Hannah. But, but first, may I tell you something about me you, you probably don't know. As a young college student, I was into astrology and New Age teachings. They just seemed cool back then. But when I believed in Christ and began to study what the Bible had to say, I realized my mistake. New Age ideas aren't at all what the Bible teaches. Are these New Age things in this book about Enneagrams? I'm afraid so, Denise. Really? I thought it was just a cool new way to talk about personalities. Oh, yeah, it I is. No, no, no. At first glance, maybe, but, but please, please, take a good look at the Enneagram drawing on the front of the book. Anyone notice anything familiar? Uh, looks like a big spider web to me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It does. <laughs> I think what Pastor Dan means is that the spider web looks a lot like a pentagram. Right, Tom. And isn't the pentagram associated with occultic groups? Wait, occultic? You mean like witches and Satanists? Afraid so. You see, this author purposely aligns himself with things that are evil, but he does it quietly, so, so it's easy for people of faith to miss. Evil? Oh, come now. Would a Christian publisher sell churches something evil? Maybe they didn't read it? Possibly, Cindy. It's hard to miss the danger if you read the book and know what to look for. What kind of danger exactly? Good question, Tom. Enneagram personality tests encourage people to believe that they can control their own destiny instead of trusting their life to Christ. Maybe this book isn't such a good idea. Doesn't sound Christian to me. Should we even be reading that? That's exactly the question we're facing here. Could steer people in the wrong direction. Is it too late to change our study? What? Some of us have already paid for these books. As a gift to the church, I might add. Well, yeah, that's right. Well, okay, okay, wait a minute. Isn't it possible to use the book, but in a more Christian way? I don't understand what you mean, Emily. Well, uh, why not just leave out the parts that Pastor Dan objects to? I think what my wife's trying to say is, uh, 
Couldn't we find a way to compromise? I know you're searching for middle ground here, Emily, but as Christians, can we ever compromise the Word of God? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a bestseller. And some of us think this church needs new ideas. Not if these new ideas come from the occult. Mm. occult. Yeah. Oh. Right. Oh. If you're going to get all narrow-minded, maybe some of us need to leave. Oh, what? no, no. I don't I just I am to going to leave. Not really, Ms. Hannon. No one no. needs to leave the church I, I, over I, I, this. I'm That's so right. Wait, wait now. No, 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 let's just, discuss and, this. And, and so it began. Even Emily hadn't stopped to think that taking one small step away from the Bible and into the world will affect your relationship with God, no matter how well-intentioned you were. Clearly, there was a spiritual battle ahead, and I was treading dangerous ground for a new pastor. I saw Dan stepping into quicksand, and I hoped a compromise might be better than people thinking his ideas and leadership were outdated. But when I did some research of my own, I knew I owed him an apology. Dan was still concerned that the meeting ended without a real decision, so when Tom and Cindy asked to meet with us, we knew there were more things on their minds than just dinner. Well, who's going to address it? Address what? The elephant in the room. Or shall we say the elephant in the church? <laughs> You're talking about the Enneagram book study. Precisely. Yeah. Tom, I, uh... I've been wearing out my knees asking God for guidance about it. Cindy and I have been, too. When I read the book, I saw how wrong I was. There's no middle ground here. I'm afraid we're in for a fight. All because of a personality study. Who would have thought? Sounds innocent enough, right? Yeah, until you know those innocent-sounding ideas didn't come from God. Evil hides best when it looks like truth. Or if it has a catchy title. The Psychology of Enneagrams, Divine Insight into Personalities. Divine? The way you describe it, Tom, there's nothing divine about it. Seems the New Age has learned a very sneaky trick. Exactly. Evil masquerading as Christianity. They've forgotten that only the words of the Bible can be trusted to guide our lives. Problem is, some churches think it's outdated to follow the Bible. At least seriously. Make some sitting ducks for false teaching. But you can stop it, right? I can try, but uh, it might cause chaos. Might? It will. Evil doesn't like it when God's truth shows up. True. But can I convince the committee and Miss Hannah of that? Now that will take some serious praying. And I may need a major knee replacement before this is all over. <laughs> <laughs> As I delved deeper into how Enneagram studies were being used, I knew I needed some advice. I remembered a pastor friend who had a similar issue in his church. I thought giving him a call might help settle some of the many questions I had on how best to handle this. Hey, Dan, how's the new church? Uh, you know how it is to be the new guy, Gary. And this time I walked right into a hornet's nest. Oh, uh -oh what happened? Didn't you deal with Enneagram personality studies in your church? Uh, Enneagram, yeah, sure. Yeah, we even used them a while back to hire our staff members. Really? Yeah, even though a few of our leaders were worried about it. It said it was a little, uh, new agey. A little? According to my research, it began from occultic spirit writing. You know, in ancient days, writing from a sort of trance. Yeah, I heard that. Didn't that bother you? Eh, at first, but I figured it's been updated since then. And you didn't question that? No, not really. 
So many churches were using it, I didn't think it was worth fighting over. Just because the world considers it harmless doesn't mean it is. True, but it, you know, it's just a fad. A dangerous fad that could lead people away from truth. Oh, I don't know, Dan. I, I guess successful churches have learned to change with the times. I don't want to follow other churches. I want to follow the Bible. Oh, agreed, agreed, but you know, you got to pick your battles carefully. The real question is, are you ready to lose your job over this? So, what would you do? Oh, look, just preach the truth and, and wait for it to blow over. Dan was baffled by Gary's attitude and was more determined than ever to show the committee that God's truth was more important than any new concept, no matter how popular. And I was about to discover when I met Denise at a spin class just how easily these new ideas can lead people astray. Five, six, seven. No, I'm just saying I haven't seen you since that church meeting. Ten, good job. You and Pastor okay? Oh, sure. Pastor Dan's like a rubber ball. He'll bounce back. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't have gone to that meeting since I'm not really a church member, but Miss Hannah wouldn't take no for an answer. <laughs> Don't we know it. But I'm sorry you had to hear all that. So the Enneagram study's canceled now, right? Well, Denise, those new ideas can lead people away from God. But I learned a lot about myself once by using an Enneagram test. Really? Is that why you came to the meeting? Those things have always fascinated me. What things? You know, astrology, fortune telling. I even had my horoscope done once. But don't you think your relationship with the Lord has been affected by all that? I don't know. I, uh, I'm not a church member, so I don't really know about that. Anyway, you come to yoga class? <laughs> no, treadmill's more my style. Ugh, boring. Try yoga instead. Enneagrams, horoscopes, and now yoga. Not yoga, too. Denise, those are all part of the New Age lies the pastor is warning Christians to be careful about. Why? Yoga's harmless. Maybe, but do you know what yoga is based on? No. Should I? The positions, chants, and even the music comes from rituals to pagan gods. So? I don't have to believe in that kind of stuff to take the class. No, but the Bible says it's dangerous to participate in something that invokes false spirits. Spirits? It's just a harmless way to work out. It's not harmless if you start trusting lies instead of trusting the one true God. He's the only one who can guide our lives. You see, the Bible says... Okay, look, I don't understand all that stuff. Miss Hannah talked me into going to that meeting. I understand, Denise, and I hope you'll keep coming to church because... Not if you don't do the book study. Enneagrams won't have the answers you're looking for, Denise. Only God will. Uh-huh. Well, I gotta go. Okay, but I'm going to be praying for you. Wait, praying? For me? Why? Because there's a better path than the one you're on. The Bible says, In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Like I said, I don't know much about that. But, anyway... Yoga's about to start. That was when I realized that Denise had come to that meeting as a seeker, needing Jesus, 
and I began to pray that she would replace her trust in yoga and the Enneagram with salvation in Christ. Meanwhile, Dan was preparing to talk with the committee leaders, and since I wasn't attending, I spent my time praying for him. That meeting ended with conflicting opinions and no agreement reached on how to proceed. I was exhausted and discouraged and almost ready to tell Emily the situation was serious enough that she might need to start packing up again. <laughs> okay, now who's angry enough to slam the door? Sorry, my turn, I'm afraid. The committee wouldn't listen. Oh, they're convinced it's just new ideas that aren't harmful if used in the right way. Wow. Should I start packing? Oh, not yet. They decided to let the church vote. The whole church? Yeah, Mrs. Hannah's idea. Maybe you should remind her the Bible says, friendship of the world is enmity with God. I think she's willing to overlook truth in the name of progress. Was it an argument? Oh, yeah. Aunt Denise was there sitting with Ms. Hannah. She seemed ready to run from this kind of church fight. Dan, Denise isn't a believer. She shouldn't even have been there. Hmm. I wonder if Ms. Hannah realizes the damage that's been done to that young woman's faith. So, what happens now? I'm going to explain the situation tomorrow morning from the pulpit. But Ms. Hannah is demanding equal time. You're kidding. Are you ready for what that might mean? Not really. But I, I have to trust the Lord that His truth will prevail. All that evening, I prayed for the courage it would take to denounce the false and demonic teachings of the Enneagram. I was determined not to give up until an unexpected visit from an unusual visitor completely changed our way of thinking about everything. Folks, we'll get back to our story of the question in just a moment. But first, I want to share a bit about how our ministry is able to bring hope to people all over the world. Unshackled is now in its 71st year of spreading the good news through powerful stories about real people. Our success is a result of God's blessing and the involvement of, well, supporters like you. When you contribute to Unshackled, it has a direct impact. Your support allows us to hire quality writers, talented actors, as you can hear, a skilled production team, and a devoted staff. Through your support, we're able to share Unshackled worldwide. So, in order to continue the work of spreading the gospel and allowing us to offer this program for free, won't you consider making a donation to Unshackled? It's really quite easy. All you need to do is click on the live link, if there's one where you're listening, or visit our podcast website at unshackledpodcast.org. That's unshackledpodcast.org. And then click the donate button. Or you can always write a check. Unshackled. We take checks. You mail that check to 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607. We thank you for your partnership in our ministry. And now, back to the story of The Question. I was determined to stand strong before the church the next morning, even though it might have consequences. But the night before, we received the most unlikely of visitors. I'll get it. I'll beat you to it. Not if I get there first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Miss Hannah. Uh, please, come in. I, um, I didn't expect to hear from you after that uh, rather difficult meeting. <clears throat> A 
Yes, uh, well, uh, <laughs> that meeting is why I'm here. I, um, came to apologize. Oh. I don't understand. Pastor, I was mistaken. After our argument, I couldn't get a certain scripture out of my mind. The one in Romans, the 16th chapter. Oh, yes. Uh, honey, grab my Bible there. Sure. Verse 17, I believe. Uh, yes, here. Go ahead. Read it. I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned, and avoid them. Yes, and the next? For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ. Pastor, you aren't the one causing division. I am. And all because of this book of supposedly enlightened ideas. <laughs> I hope you can forgive me. We've been praying for your eyes to be opened. Well, they are. A little late, <laughs> but wide open and alarmed. <laughs> you must have read the book. Um, yes. I s spent all afternoon poring over it. I see now that it drives a wedge between the believer and the one true God. It's clear to me now that these ideas are n nothing short of heresy. You were right to warn us. Apology accepted, Miss Hannah. <sighs> and I'm also very sorry that I involved that lovely young lady, Denise, in a fight she can't possibly understand. We need to pray that God will use this somehow to help her see truth. Yes, about that. I, um, I may have a small favor to ask of you, Pastor Dan. Uh-oh. <laughs> Should I sit down? <laughs> Probably. My nephew has a podcast called Faith Today. He called on my way over here. I told him the history of Enneagrams and how the book is being used in churches. He asked if you would consider being a guest on his podcast to explain the dangers. I've heard that podcast. Yeah, me too. He seems argumentative on issues of faith. What if your nephew disagrees? Well, I think I've noticed that disagreements don't seem to scare you, Pastor. <laughs> <laughs> At church the next morning, Dan confronted the inevitable questions and announced that we were replacing the Enneagram book. As we knew what happened, some people still wanted to replace Dan as pastor, but he stood strong in his decision to lead the church using only the Word of God, regardless of the cost to him personally. For me, the greatest moment of the morning was watching Ms. Hannah walk down the aisle to stand quietly with me beside the pulpit to show her support and to encourage the congregation not to miss the Faith Today interview. Little did we know how far-reaching this podcast would be and how much God would use it. And we're back. Our show today has been an interesting look at alternative ideas to traditional Christianity. But as we close, our guest, Pastor Dan, has some interesting thoughts to share with us. Pastor, you recently spoke out against a new book on progressive thinking making the rounds in churches today. Can you tell us about that? Yes. 
The church today is being bombarded with ideas that seem new, but are actually based on the same old evils that have plagued the people of God for centuries. New ideas and old evils. What does that mean to a Christian? Well, first, you must understand that people who believe in Christ have been redeemed by his death on the cross to live a new life following him. So it's the will of God that governs our lives. But New Age thinking says we need only follow whatever seems attractive to us, that we can choose for ourselves what or who we want to follow. Well, sounds a lot like the culture of me, me, and only me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The Enneagram book study that is currently all the rage uses this exact principle. It's focused on making people feel good about themselves, so it becomes a kind of Trojan horse, making its deceitful way into the church. Oh, interesting concept. The Trojan horse hiding the truth from the very people who are searching for the truth. The Bible warns us in 1 Peter 5, 8, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. And it's imperative to recognize your enemy. It is indeed, especially in today's culture. So, any final thoughts for our audience? Well, here's the bottom line. The New Age personality studies that replace God's will with self-will cannot change lives. Transformation, true transformation and peace, that comes only from the personal relationship with God through His Son, Jesus Christ. When you make that choice, your life is changed for eternity. And that settles the question? It does. The Bible has always had the answer. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. And that name is? Jesus. Always has been, always will be. As a result of that podcast, our book study was changed with Ms. Hannah leading the way. What we didn't know then was how it would also answer one of our continuing prayers until I ran into Denise at the gym. Hey, Emily, I was hoping I'd see you here. Denise, hi. What happened to yoga class? That's what I wanted to talk to you about. I heard the podcast last week. You did? Yeah. And I was wondering, can someone become a Christian even though they've been involved with all that new age stuff? We've all made mistakes, Denise, and there's a simple answer. Our past is forgiven when Jesus saves us. We don't have to worry about it anymore. You mean that's all there is to it? Pretty easy, isn't it? The Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. But you don't know what my life has been like. Doesn't matter. Did you know we've been praying for you? No. But I know I need the kind of peace Pastor Dan spoke of. Then what you need is Jesus. When I was into all that New Age stuff, I always thought something was missing. Now you know what it was. It was Jesus? It was the Lord Jesus. Want to take a walk so you can settle this today, once and for all? With tears in my eyes, we sat on a bench near the gym and I listened as Denise poured out her heart to her newfound friend, Jesus Christ. I knew she would never again need to search for peace and contentment in the things of this world. I was thrilled that Dan had agreed to do that podcast and that God had used it to open her eyes. 
I'd never looked forward to a church service as much as I did the next week. As the service ended, we gathered around Denise, welcoming her as our new sister in Christ and joining in conversations of how the Lord had worked in all of our lives in spite of our questions. Listening friend, the pastor in our story found the courage to speak up for truth because of the strength that only comes when a life is firmly held in the hands of Jesus Christ. That kind of faith will bring true contentment and peace in every situation faced in this life. Do you have that kind of strength and faith, friend? And if you never put your trust in Christ, why not do so now? No matter what questions you are faced with, when you trust Christ, you have found your answers. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10 promise that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. If you need help in this crucial decision, get in touch with us at Pacific Garden Mission, 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607. Now, we love hearing from our listeners here on the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, so send us your questions and we'll answer them here. It can be something you're curious about or just something you want to share with us. All you have to do is write us at podcast at unshackled.org or call and leave us a message at 312-281-1264. We'd love to hear from you. Now, before we get to our sweepstakes drawing info, I just want to remind you to subscribe or like our Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. You can even share it or tell a friend. We'd also love for you to review or rate our podcast, and don't forget to check out our other podcasts on this same platform, Unshackled Daily Devotionals and Unshackled In Person. We appreciate your input and involvement in our ministry. And again, please consider supporting us so we can freely offer quality Christian programming to the world. All right, the prize for this sweepstakes contest is another beautiful wooden scripture plaque. The verse on this one is Psalm 51.10, which says, Create in me a clean heart, O God and renew a right spirit within me. This is a gorgeous little thing, especially if you're looking for daily inspiration from Scripture. You will love this authentic wooden plaque. The plaque has been sawn from a tree branch or log and cut in such a way as to retain as much of the bark around the perimeter as possible. If you'd like a peek at this Scripture plaque, you're welcome to visit our podcast website, unshackledpodcast.org and stop by the audio drama page for the picture. Now, unfortunately, folks, we are only able to mail this plaque to locations within the United States, so our drawing is limited to U.S. addresses. But if you reside in the U.S., all you have to do to enter our sweepstakes drawing is call 312-281-1264 or email podcast at unshackled.org and give us your name, phone number, and email. That's your name, phone number, and email. The winner of the sweepstakes for this beautiful scripture plaque will be announced December 19th. But the deadline for entry is December 3rd. That's December 3rd as the deadline for entry. We look forward to hearing from you. 
And next time... Sharon, you barely touched your dinner. Hello? Anyone home? Sorry, my mind was elsewhere. Sharon, what's going on? Everything worries me. How much does it take to earn God's approval? Or his love? Or his forgiveness? These are just some of the questions the woman in our story struggled with for many years. Imagine you wake up tomorrow morning and all your problems are gone. What would have changed? I would know that God accepts me. I would know that he truly loves me for who I am. Don't miss the powerful story of how an encounter with a Christian changed her life forever. As a Jew, I believe God judges us on how well we live our lives. We're all sinners, Mrs. Summer, and that's why we need a savior. Out of all the religions in the world, there's only one where God himself took the punishment that we deserved. The true testimony of Sharon Summer, all on the next Unshackled. Heard in the question were Tom Geich, Cheryl Galemo, Jane Hahnemann, Jennifer Dimmitt, and Mark Forrest. Original music, Don Bador. Sound effects, Martin Robinson and Michael Kahn. Recording engineer, David Pierczynski. Audio engineer, Michael Kahn. Script, Karen Knight. That's it for this week's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. So until next time, unless our Lord returns before then, I'm Timothy Gregory, your brother in Christ. <laughs> <laughs>